That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to the best of That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. First time listening, I want to welcome you. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thank you for tuning in. No goodbyes, just sneak to the we will be back in 2024 with all new episodes and guests, so stay tuned for an awesome new year full of great content. Now, if you're looking to quit or cut back on your drinking through the holidays or as we approach the new year, we have one of the best 30-day alcohol-free challenges out there, and it's helped hundreds of men all over the country quit drinking alcohol. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. And in honor of the holiday season this year, we want to give you 25 bucks off when you sign up today. You get 30 podcasts in 30 days, plus daily exercises and a private men's group to keep you connected and hold you accountable. You can sign up today. And use the promo code 25OFF. you got to spell it out, 25OFF at checkout. And you can do that at thatsoberguide.com. You can also find more information as well as other podcasts, other resources, or you can contact us all once again at thatsoberguide.com. And uh, on behalf of the Raymer family, uh, we want to wish you all a very fun, a very happy, uh, and of course, a very sober-minded holiday season. And we hope that you enjoy the best of that sober guy podcast. We're going to get to Ed in just a minute. And first, just before uh, I go any further in a couple of things, a couple of announcements, uh, you know, we usually, I usually try to do this show in, in a live format. Uh, and although it's not distributed live, you're not, you're not hearing it live. I record it in a live format where I kind of do everything in one shot. It helps with post-production, uh, you know, with the show, it's made me a better host, a lot of good things. It's the way I love doing it. Uh, today though, man, I, we, we hopped on the, the meeting, uh, Ed and I, and, and we just started talking and, and thankfully I hit record even before Ed had hopped on. And so as we got to talking, the conversation just kind of, it just kind of took shape and evolved and man, what a great conversation it was. It was really, uh, interesting. Ed is such a, uh, insightful man. He's got a lot of, uh, a lot of good thoughts. He's a very, um, very good at credit, like thinking about stuff, um, weighing out different, uh, uh, different pros and cons of different situations and being able to analyze, uh, different situations from, you know, things that involve sobriety as well as just, uh, you know, some of the current events and things that have been kind of happening in the world. And what, you know, we don't talk about those a lot on this show, but they do affect us. They affect our recovery. They affect the way that we operate from, from the day to day. And, uh, so it really was a fun, fun conversation and, uh, the, the peace of mind one oh one this kind of came from uh, an Instagram post that he had posted that I saw. And, uh, and, and here's what it says. Peace of mind 101. Number one, avoid current events, pop culture, and politics. Number two, work purposefully, meaning that except for your relaxation time, everything you consume is to aid production. Uh, number three, know that beyond physical law, Nothing is correct or incorrect. It's only collectively agreed upon. And then number four, uh, take nothing personally, even when it is. 
Um, and, and, uh, you know, the quote that went under this, this post that I saw that kind of, uh, launched this, this specific episode. Um, the only reason people tell you that it's good to be well-informed is because misery loves company. The reality is that you can't do anything about most of the shit except get angry and be unhappy. And so we talk about this today. We talk about, uh, you know, some current events. We talk about things that are happening around us and how do we not bury our heads in the sand? Uh, but also how do we find peace and joy and happiness and be productive in the work that we do in our recovery, uh, in being good human beings in general. So, um, man, this has to be one of my favorite conversations, super pumped. We're going to get to it in just a second. Be sure to check us out at that sober Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Here's Ed Lattimore. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good to see you, man. No, nah, it's a good day, man. I got got nothing to complain about. I'm, it's all it's yeah. beautiful here. Me nice. too, man. Yeah. Where, uh, hey, where are you at again? Remind I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in Pittsburgh, PA right now. Okay. Got it. Got it. Nice, man. Yeah, we it's just, a, uh, my, my family and I, we just moved down to uh, to uh, Huntington Beach a couple months back. So. Oh, man. I, I, I really like that area. That is. <laughs> it's like it's like 68 every day. Um, I'm, my daughter and I are learning to surf together right now, which is like just tons of fun. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's been a change, man. But, you know, it's a, it's a good spot to be for sure. Yeah, that's um, I remember I've only been there once when I lived in L.A. I had a friend that was out there and they wanted to okay. drop down. Uh, and see Huntington Beach. Something yeah. about a surfing competition happens there every year or something like that. Yeah. I just wanted to see the area. And I remember getting there thinking, man, one, one day I'm going to have the ability to to live here if I want to. And like, and now yeah. I do. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. you should be- come, man. You should come because it's uh, there's so much stuff to do. And uh, it's just like a, it's a revitalizing vibe here because everybody just wants to stay fit and like everyone's yeah. about like entrepreneurship and really, it, yeah, it, there's a ton of entrepreneurs here, which is pretty damn cool. I mean, that, it's kind of part of the reason we moved down here, man, just to feel more inspired and get out of where, where we are at. We grew up in a little town in Vacaville up North, which is a cool little spot, but you know, been there forever, man. Time, time to try something. And plus, man, we want to create some good memories with my kids, man. Just like, like we, we said, even if it, even if we end up moving back in a year, a couple of years, like we'll always get to say like, Hey man, you remember that time we moved down to Huntington and we learned to surf yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, so it's a win either way, you know? No, that's, that's pretty awesome, man. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm really, there's been this, this great movement of, of moving places where, where you're, your ideas, the way you think, your tribe, the just kind of the, the general feel and vibe of the area, yeah, is is better than where you were. I had a buddy do this. I just went out to visit him in Los Angeles like like uh-huh. two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I had a buddy do this. He was way ahead of the curve. Uh, he moved to L.A. when he was twenty. We were yeah, we would have been twenty three. So because we're thirty six now, they've been out there about about thirteen years. Yeah, uh, he moved out there. Because he said, you know, where we live in Pittsburgh, it's not really uh, the the kind of things he wants to do and the dreams and goals he yeah. wants to chase. There's not really 
a lot of people here doing that in LA, it just felt different. And I remember he talked about it a lot when he first got out there that like, yeah, every day you get up, you're motivated because you're surrounded by people in the industry. And then we went out there to, cause he's an, he, he wanted to be an actor. Well, he initially didn't want to be, he went out there with his wife who wanted to be and now, and now they're both in the scene, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I was just out there and we had lunch at this place around the corner from their home. They live in Burbank, which is just north of Los Angeles, a small little city. And he's saying a really cool thing about living here is that when you just go out, you overhear just people talking about this and every person you talk to is involved one way or the other with, with movies. Cause like, I guess the three big studios yeah. uh, are in Burbank. So you end up, you're just surrounded by people. And then by the end of it, uh, I remember when I was down in Austin, I was talking to this guy, not Elias, and he says and he uttered this this similar statement to living in Austin, that the conversations you have with your peers, the ideas, you don't get together and just straight up, we're going to get together for an hour and talk movies. No, you're just going to get to hang out. But but now your hobbies and your thought process all revolve, you know, you'll, you end up kicking off a two-hour conversation about movies, or, or Nat was saying down in Austin, you end up kicking off a two-hour conversation about things related to search engine optimization or startups or whatever. So whenever you can get around people who who are very similar to you in the type of ambition you're looking for or trying to go after, then you create this environment that is that is just it's it's healing. It's yeah, liberating. It is. And I think I think even like what what you're saying is like you create a lifestyle. It's not like a um, you know, it's it's a whole like it's a whole it's a whole package. And you just reminded me due to that this has came up like five times, man, in the last two weeks. It's funny that old quote by Jim Rohn, like, I think it's Jim Rohn. Um, you're, you're most like the five people you most are are around. So who are you surrounding yourself with, you know, and that's a good kind of gauge as to the shit that you're doing or the shit that you're (laughs) not doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then the best part about the best part about now, that's why I see my buddy was ahead of the curve when he got this, this was way before, Uh, we had the internet. Well, no, we had the internet, but but the degree we'll call it like uh, Web 2.0 or Web 3.0, really. Yeah. Where now there's so many connections being made via social media that oh, you yeah. can you can find out. Like the only reason I know that everyone in my kind of space is in Austin is because I talk to them and they're like, oh, we're in Austin. We're moving to Austin. Oh, you know, I just checked out Austin. I think I'm going to move there. And so I just keep seeing. Now, now I don't know, like, maybe maybe the city is trash in other ways, but I know that the people who I already am doing business with and talking to on the internet are there. I know that that create, that, that means that energy is there. You know? Well, I know Joe. I know Joe Rogan moved to to Austin, or at least that area, not too Joe long. Joe Rogan. Ago. I know Dave Chappelle's yeah. on there. Ron Holiday, James Oldinger. Uh, yeah, I didn't know those guys went. And those are just and those are just the names that I'm aware. Like who yeah. are uh, Tim Ferriss is there too? Who mm-hmm. are a little you know a little bigger and a step up than me? But like, yeah, I know they're there. Everyone's just just going there. I mean, it's what? been the fastest growing city the last two years in a row. What what's what's hella funny for my wife and I too is that. What's not funny, it's just like straight God, and I still don't really understand it. Like, we were going to move out of state. Like, we, we we sold our house. I mean, we pretty much sold everything except our beds, and like some the kids kept some stuff. And we're like, we're bouncing out of here because this shit is crazy here right now in Cali. It's just, it's nuts, man. Some of the stuff going on. And, uh, dude, like, we came down here um, while, while our house was up, uh, while the realtor was showing it. And make a long story short, we we were just like, 
man, I don't know. Like, we feel like we should kind of be here. Let's talk to the lady who, you know, we're, we're renting the spot from and everything just fell into place. Like with ease, bro, it was like the easiest thing ever. And we, we didn't have to do any extra work. We didn't push. We stuck to our grounds, like as far as the house sale and, and getting what mm-hmm. we wanted and all that. And boom, here we are. So I'm like, damn, I don't know. And then, so we're going to stay for a year and just kind of see, we're going to see how we like it. We're going to get the kids kind of, you know, acclimated, get us some, some friends and get, you know, get going and stuff. And then we'll see how it goes. But see how it goes, man. That's I thought about Texas too, man. Yeah, te- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I loved Philly too, man. I came out to Philly in 2017. Oh, really? Texas, no man. kidding, man. I, I gotta, <laughs> you know, I, 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 my father lived in Philadelphia when he moved away. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were younger. He lived over there. I actually don't have any memories of my, my father living in the same city as me. That's how quickly he he departed so i spent a lot of i spent i don't say a lot of time i mean we we i probably went five or six times and i spent one summer there with him that's where i learned how to drive in philadelphia and where i got my permit and and then i you know i never i didn't go back for a long time after he died not because like it was any anything personal i just have a, didn't have a reason to be there and then my um the, my fiance now she uh her sister lives in philadelphia so now we're over there like you know once or twice a year minimum and and that city is i i, I feel like it is it's it's, it's a big city yeah. it's, it's bigger than where i grew up you know pittsburgh here about about 10 times bigger if we look at the numbers i'm well, almost 10 times bigger but uh it just it's 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 a it has that grimy city feel, man. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> did. yeah, there are some spots that definitely did. I didn't know quite. I don't. I don't know quite how I would um how I'd acclimate to it. I've always said I'm never gonna move to a city bigger, at least in America, bigger than than where I grew up here, man. Oh I yeah. I don't know, but well, that was like us, dude. I can't even go to San Francisco anymore. <laughs> my my brother in law lives out. Well, they're actually just about to move back to to Vacaville, but. They've been out there for a few years and they're kind of out on Pacifica on the coastal part, but it's so, it's so like just, um, run down out there and, uh, and you know, just homeless and, and, and I, I feel for homeless and shit, but like literally people shitting on the streets. Like yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Like, no, like, the, yeah, the big thing that was, that was just circulating now is that video on San Fran where you, but we God was, uh, he robbed the Walgreens and oh, he yeah. was like, Peace. he just walked in. <laughs> And, and you know one of the one of the things I think one of the cooler things about well there are silver linings to everything. First, I'll say that because you know I'm, I'm well aware of the impact mm-hmm. of coronavirus on everybody over the past year, and and the 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 state imposed lockdowns and sanctions or whatever. But one of the really interesting things it did is it is that it forced a lot of people for the first time to consider why am I in the place. Yep. Why am I still here? If I don't have to be here, why why am I leaving? Because one of the things we we have is you know we have this incredible technology now that's like magic. Like we're sitting here having a conversation, like we're face to face. Yeah, and we are, are clear across the world, you know, uh, or at least the country from one another, and that creates so many new opportunities. And now people are like, okay, I don't need to be in a, in a city. I don't need to be where I was. Let me get out of here and go. I I think I think that that trend of yeah. people vacating some of the larger, more expensive areas will continue. We, we saw this uh, when we were, um, we went down to the Dominican Republic during everything. This was back in March and they were dealing with the same thing. All the rich people in Santiago, they were like, what are we doing here? 
We don't have to stay here. The city's yeah. locked down. So they were buying up homes all around the country. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I guess there's this huge housing crisis now. They're, well, it's not, it's not really a housing crisis. Uh, yeah. it, it's it, people are paying, I guess, overpriced for houses yeah. because they just want to get the house. People aren't haggling. They're just like, yeah. give me a spot to live. Let me get out of this hellhole known as the city. Yeah. They bring that city money out to the suburbs. And mm-hmm. so my, my brother-in-law, the one that I mentioned, who was was moving from Pacifica back to Vacaville, they ended up just last week just finally just getting a rental. They've been trying to buy for the last year. And every time they'd put an offer in, bro, like they like people were coming in 60, 70, 80 grand over the mm-hmm. asking price with cash, some of them, you know what I mean? And yeah. Just, so there, there's no uh, competition. I mean, personally, I'm not some real estate expert, but I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that this shit is like way, Im- way imploded. There's a bubble around something, man. It's <laughs> always got to come down. So we're just kind of going to kick back and see what happens. Absolutely, man. We, we live in we live in interesting times. That's yeah. what I would say. I think yep. I think and we, we won't really realize how quickly things change until you have we, we get some perspective. Yeah, It'll probably be akin to, you know, people who live through the invention of of the uh, telephone yeah. or the invention of, of televisions, radio, even even something as simple as as a personal computer without the Internet. That, that that ushered in such such rapid change and such big change, but it's just a thing you grew up in. Like we like we just we yeah, I think we're about the same age. I'm 36. Yeah. Uh, we, I'll, I'll we, be 40 in July, so I'm a couple. couple so we would have been in high school at the same time, yep. and that, that's yep. important to know because you know when we were in high school, there was no. I mean, there were cell phones, but like that was something you had if you were like a baller and you had a reason to have it. It wasn't just like they most guys were still using pagers. Right. Uh, And then four years later, I just remember this because when I was a freshman in college, the first time I tried to go. Uh, I, w- I was carrying a bag of CDs with me. I don't know if you remember them CD case. You could load yeah. up like, you know, hundreds. Case of logic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then and then three, four years later, my buddy's like, yo, you see this thing? I don't know why you're carrying about them CDs, man. This is going to die. He showed me an iPod. And I was like, thing looks expensive, man. I don't know what's going to happen. And now the iPod is a dinosaur. If you have just like if you have a device that only plays music, people look at you like, what's wrong with you? Like, why don't you have a cell phone that you just pull up the uh, a streaming app or get download? Because because it does everything at once. And that's such a rapid change. We grew up with typing classes. Now, somehow, if you get to, to freaking the, the, the second grade and you don't know how to type, they're like, what's wrong with you? What were you doing at home? Not using the computer. How do you not have a computer? Right. Yeah. I remember computers used to be super expensive. Now you go get a I, had a, I bought a Chromebook just for kicks. Um, two years ago, it was one hundred and fifty dollars, man. It was and it was like it was a, it was a good. I mean, it, it worked. It did what I needed to do. Like like we live we live in a, in a rapidly changing world. And the people who are not able to, well, well, no, I mean, you're, you're forced onto it. I mean, I, I got, I got a buddy, you know, everyone has that friend that's like, man, I'm not getting a smartphone. I'm not dealing with that now. Good, good luck. You can't, the, the, everyone had one. So now if you don't have one, you can't do certain things like communicate via your office app or something like the work technology catches up and now you're kind of forced to grow and adapt. Dude, I, I did it. I did an experiment with that last, uh, so let's see, it would have been last October or maybe even, the, uh, I don't know. It's in the last two years. And so I, I ditched the, the, uh, I ditched the iPhone and I got a flip phone 
And I, I went back to it and I said, okay, I'm going to see how long I can do this. I'm going to see if it affects my, my peace of mind, my peace, my joy, my connection, my presence, all that stuff. And it was, it was, it was great. Like it, it really did help with that because I wasn't able to, I have a bunch of, you know, you got all your homies, like different group texts and yeah. stuff and people just <laughs> phone, phone up and it's fun. I, I love, I love some of those texts, but I couldn't really participate in most of them because I, it would take me you know, five minutes to, to, to type out a couple of things. So I just said, Hey man, you got to call me. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying this out. So anyways, long story short, I did it for about three months. And then I started coaching my, my son's, uh, um, uh, little pony baseball team. And this was right before COVID hit and everyone does like the group me app. So you can figure out practice and all that stuff. And I, well, I couldn't do it. And I'm, I'm the head coach, you know? And so I ended up going back to the, uh, to the iPhone, which I knew eventually was going to happen. There's no way. I mean, it was just, it's impossible with the work that I do. Um, but it did make a difference. It really, yeah. I, I could feel a connection difference in my presence with my family in my time. Um, so I, I don't know, man, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. Like I love the technology, um, you know, stuff. There's a lot of useful purposes for it at the same time. Um, you know, we're having issues with, with my daughter right now, just being on her iPad and stuff. And I can mm -hmm. see a difference in behavior and I've had to, I've had to take it away from her. She hasn't, she doesn't have it uh, period. And it, you know, it's, it's rough. I think that's why I liked like the peace of mind one one thing that when I saw that too, I was like, damn, cause those points are, are really, um, they're really relevant to everything that's kind of going on. And a lot of the stuff that we've even talked about in the past, uh, you know, conversation in a few minutes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, one of the um one of the things that we started doing here at the home here just between us is like, you know, there are certain no phone times. Yep. Right? I mean, it, it, like if an emergency happens, man, they will we'll get to when it happens. But, you know, dinner when we're sitting there is a no phone time when we're at the table or good at a restaurant. And and I'll tell you one thing that's really it it it, it does make a difference. Like even if we're not talking about anything, yeah. Uh, just being there, knowing that a conversation could spontaneously erupt because, you know, you're not thinking, oh, she might be on her phone or oh, let me finish this thought. And then you lose track of it. You notice that. And then you start. Know and, then, and then you do. You, you, it starts in one area of necessity Yeah. Or, because it, I mean, it was necessity ish. And then you start applying it to other areas. You realize like this thing has incredible utility. Uh, like, like really incredible utility. I, I think I think smartphones and everything that comes with them uh, are, are a real blessing on humanity. With that said, it's, it's, a, it's like all technology. It's amoral. It, it's, yeah. it, it's not good. It's not bad. Human nature is going to determine kind of what you do with it. And unfortunately, uh, humans are the way we're designed novelty is like that thing our brain has to like key in on and the people who design this i think they they know this so things like push notifications and seeing what people say or whatever uh you always want to chime in and respond reply i get an email every time you make a sale that kind of thing yep. so you you want to carry on and stay in that world but you have to consciously pull yourself out of it because yeah. you, you like I, i'm convinced it's not a thing you grow out of if anything it's a thing you grow into oh yeah and and, and you you integrate more of your life around it but i know for a fact man i used to convince myself that, that if i wasn't wired in all day 
that I would lose productivity or lose dollars somehow. Like, how weird is that? Like, I actually said, I was, but the reality is, no, you do, you're taking a break. When we, we're leaving for, um, we're going to Alaska. Oh, nice. Man. And, and we're leaving on Saturday. And one of the cool things about this trip is the way the boat, because it's a small little cruise, it's like 70 some people, you go out, and then because it's a small boat, you can get to more remote places. Uh-huh. And, and I've been to Alaska before. I know we're not going to have cell phone reception. The boat doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah. So for 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 a week, I, I get to disappear. You know, I I decided I'm not even going to set up automations uh, to to keep keep pushing stuff out. I'm gonna just take a a complete detox and step away. Yeah. And and I don't think I'll miss any opportunities or anything like that. Nothing that is going to be life changing. Where yeah. it's like if you don't act in it's not like no, it's a week. And 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 I'm really curious to see how I'm going to feel about this. I have a hypothesis about it because when I went to basic training, um, it, it, it's and then this is one of the and the interesting thing is because there aren't many environments that force this. When I went to basic training uh, in 2013, they they take away your phone. You don't get and and you got to earn and you got to earn the privilege to use it once every three weeks, mm. thirty minutes. So you better use that thirty minutes to call somebody. You you know what you're not going to do for that thirty minutes? Scroll Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> people, yeah. people weren't doing that, uh, so it was, it was really cool. To, to experience that and I'm really looking forward to getting back to that again because right now uh, when, you, when you're in this world when you're in this virtual world uh, you lose the ability to operate in this one I am convinced of that and like that peace Absolutely. of mind uh, statement if you notice those things I listed they are all related to how you consume and interact with digital technology you know, like, like, you know, make sure everything you do is is production. There's nothing wrong with getting on, you know, your, your laptop. But but if you get on and you just are, are constantly interacting, watching watching pointless videos that aren't teaching anything or you're learning cat videos. Or, or arguing. Yeah, cat, cat videos. <laughs> you, you, you've wasted uh, an incredibly powerful thing. Right. Consuming, making sure it's like intense, you know, people, people for whatever reason i'm convinced it's the one of the greatest psyops in the war in history the idea that you need to be a uh, well-informed and every time someone brings that up i go okay well, what do you do for a living if they don't say they're a trader or in the market um which is like the the only exception i found to this uh, i go okay uh well you you do whatever some career not in trading or the market go tell me how you know when and forming an opinion on the current events. Tell me how that has made you money, improved your your well-being, or allowed you to make a decision that you would have otherwise not made. And and that's a and, and people don't like that question because I'm because yeah. it it puts it it forces them to recognize unequivocally that that time spent is not making them better. You know, one of the, and it, dude, dude, this is one of the craziest things I'd heard, but it's tied directly to this. I guess, I guess sometime around uh, 20, 2014, 2015, incoming freshmen to colleges, they were experiencing a depression and anxiety at rates like never seen before. And that number hasn't gone away. And they're convinced that one of the reasons for this is 
the constant living in this digital world. Because when you're in this digital world, you get to do something that we've never been able to do before. You communicate with so many people at once. And and first, you're not designed to do that. Second, there's a lot more negativity in there uh, than you ever dealt with before. Then there's the constant sense of comparison. It's very distracting. So you never quite, you you never get the the benefit of, of feeling what flow and work is, right? Like, like I think, when, you know, we grew up for, for at this point, a little, little more now, but less than half of our lives almost, uh, we, we didn't have this quick instant distraction. So, you know, you, what did you do? I remember one of the things I used to do, I used to bring books and read books and you, and, you know, knock out 50, 60 pages in a sitting. Now you get a person to read 50, 60 pages. That person's like a weirdo. You're like a serial. (laughs) What? You read books? What's wrong with you? What was the old joke? You're right. Uh, Somebody is somebody who can run without music as a serial killer. What did you think we used to have to do? (laughs) Right. People, People are very uncomfortable not having that distraction to the point where like it it hurts them well and what is it doing it's it's robbing the moment from us it's still yeah. presence and um i mentioned this i think in a meeting the other day there's a great talk that um that i heard by um uh vinny uh forgot his last time it's called the five hindrances my boy seth actually sent it to me a while back and one of the some great things in there but one of the things he says that has always stuck out he says, uh, presence, being present is the secret. And so when we're connected all the time, we're constantly taken out of the present moment. Our minds, yep. are, our minds are off in this, um, this digital reality that has nothing to do with the reality that we're actually uh, uh, sitting in or living. In. And I, I have a prime example for this, actually, that just happened uh, right before I took my daughter's iPad away. So her cousins, they, live, they still live um, back home. And so we want to you know, keep them connected. They're very close and they talk and they play this game called Roblox on there. And they get the, the neon fly ride dragon and all this crazy stuff on there. And I don't really understand it, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of what it's a, it's a trading game and whatever. Well, I hear him out there talking and we're, we're staying by the beach now. Right. So we got lots of cool places where we can go walk That's awesome, seashells and all this stuff. And I hear my daughter and she goes, she goes, uh, we're going to go on a walk. We're, we're going to go on a walk. And, and, and my wife goes, well, we're actually going to go on a real walk right now. You need to disconnect from that and get up because they, they were talking about her and her cousins going on a walk on the game. She didn't want to go on a walk on the beach. She wow. wanted to go on a walk on the game. And so that's a, that's a, that's a big problem right there in my perspective. And I think any parent would probably think the same thing where you got to kind of step back and, and um, you know, and there's a little bit insecurity there. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, like, damn, am, am I, am I doing a shitty job? Like, am I not, am I not tied in enough? And I know that's not true. I know this is just part of the beast that we have to uh, manage and constantly work to get better at and acknowledge. And, um, and so I don't know where I'm going with that other than the fact of that, you hit it on the head, like this disconnect that we have and paying attention to truth. I want to know more. I, w- I want to know the answer. I want to know what's going <laughs> on. What's the truth? And, and I'm very guilty of it myself, especially this last year. I finally realized like the only truth I know is what I've been told. The only truth I know yep. is, is my reality. Like I'm sitting with you, Ed, right now talking. That's truth. That we, I know I'm in this moment. I know we're talking. I know that's real. Everything else man, I need to put a filter on all that shit because it's all BS at the end of the day. And I, there's nothing I can do about most of it. You know what I'm nothing saying? You so, can do. 
Yeah. Like you said, (laughs) I was going to say real quick, the peace of mind 101, avoid current events, pop culture and politics. And I won't let you run with this really quick, but I just want to say I normally we we just started chatting here and I I, I normally do a, f- a format version of, of the show, but I'm just going to, if it's cool with you, I'm just going to keep rolling and I'll go. No, do no, dude, it's your show, here. man. That's I'm, cool. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, uh, this is good. Yes, yeah. man. This is good. But, but the, uh, two, two things. Yeah. Pop culture, politics, and, uh, and, and media ish, you know, that, that stuff, it's quite literally, um, uh, you you can't yeah you can't do anything about it you can't use that information to your immediate advantage i point this out to people and and, and they argue and argue and i'm like but no no how though and they can't generate an example because there are none these you know when you when you are when you put the blinders on and you stay focused on on what you have to do uh, these things uh you realize that, that none of it matters like, like i understand uh, you know, I understand how to write and I know that I have to continue to hone my craft. I know how to, you know, develop my body because when I'm when I'm sitting there uh, online, I'm listening to videos about that. I know how, and, and I'm applying it, but I can get the feedback. Yeah. And so I continue. To, that's how I use it. So th- this world is not, a, you know, I try to keep the distraction to a minimum where I at least control it. But here's the other thing about the digital world that is very dangerous and we have to be aware of and, and you have kids so you can you're you're probably more tuned into this intuitively maybe not formally uh than i am but the digital world is is seductive because it offers instant gratification yeah. it offers instant gratification and the illusion of, of a, and, and it's not it's not a real thing that you're getting right yeah. for for young men it creates the illusion of conquest when you play a video game all the time that you know you level up level up level up you know they've created this entire like esports league but at the end what do you walk away with like when the esports are gone and the, and the digital world collapses where you're still out of shape you still haven't actually done anything difficult that forces you to experience physical pain and frustration and where there's real um there's consequences on the line for not succeeding. You never, you never develop that that kind of toughness, which ties into the next thing, right? Instead of instead of figuring out how to become attractive to to a woman, so you can form a relationship with. Instead, what you do is you you spend all your time on OnlyFans, Instagram, streaming porn services because that's a very quick payoff. Like like it, and it, it's so quick, and we we've actually normalize it and they're trying to <laughs> normalize it and they're, they're, they're doing uh an incredible job i think on normalizing it and i don't say that positively i mean the way we look at this stuff fortunately small pockets are pushing back and starting to understand yeah. that it is it is not real it is destructive and it keeps you from from getting better it's, it's like it's the same thing as a, as a drug right what, 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 what drugs fundamentally uh do two things they give you instant happiness or gratification or feelings of, of, of being better than you actually are without actually able to do the work. And they also allow you to ignore uh, any type of inadequacies or work you have to do. That's why a lot of people end up using because of trauma. You know, they they instead of doing the hard therapy and facing that pain, and I'm not saying that 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 pain is not great and intense, but instead of facing and dealing with it, you cover it up, and that's what they do. 
Yep. Okay. And the digital <laughs> realm is, is no different there. It covers up this challenge. And these are the two big things that, that a young man for young ladies. I, I, you know, I think about if, if I was a girl right now and I was like 18, 19, uh, and, and there's all this, all I have to do is put a picture up and, and it ain't even gotta be something provocative. If I really want to push the meter, I can do that, but I get attention from everyone all around the world telling me, uh, how beautiful, how great I look, et cetera, et cetera. And that's gotta have an effect. I, mm-hmm. Like, why would I develop myself in any other way? Um, and even if I do develop myself in any other way, I'm still going to be susceptible to to this attention. And that attention is it is it's like it's like giving unearned attention to a, to a young woman is like leaving milk out to get spoiled. Like it's still <laughs> going to look like milk until it gets super bad. But you're going to taste them like holy shit! Like that's awful. And that is one of the things that, and, and on top of that, we haven't even talked about the predators, man. The, the game, oh, man. I just, I, I just learned uh, yesterday. Uh, well, one of the things that I like to quote when I'm making this point is uh, a line from the game belongs to me, but UGK where pimp C said pimping ain't dead. It just moved to the web. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, as I said that somebody pointed out that like, yeah, man, these guys are like around the world organizing and reaching out and grabbing these girls. And I was like, holy heck, it's 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 so dangerous because it that we we grew up before we like we were adults before the transition really yeah. took over. And and really full adults. I didn't have my first smartphone until I was like 25. Okay. But now they grew up in it and they don't know anybody. You gotta be like they don't real, know any better. Yeah. Gotta be real like I tutored a bunch of kids in high school. Uh, two years ago and and they were like and, and the kids whose parents were super strict and and really enacted consequences when the kids try to get out of line and like create a facebook page behind or back or instagram on a page behind the back uh not only were the kids like i mean they were just my my favorite ones were the ones that didn't have social media i don't know if there's a question but they worked well but but also Oh, uh, one girl straight up said to me, because uh, I still keep, you know, once they turn 18, I'll, I'll you know, keep contact with them. Well, well, one girl, I was just asked her opinion, because I, I, I was gathering this up. I said, hey, when did your parents let you have a cell phone and social media and all that? I'm just gathering everyone. She said, um, you know, I made a page once and found out about it, and they were, they, they flipped out, uh, never did that again. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to have anything until I was 18 in this regard. And, and I used to be, I used to hate that. But now I see how a lot of the girls on campus are. And I am so grateful that I never learned to, to value that attention because when, when they're that young, it is, it is, it's like, I mean, it's a drug. I mean, quite literally the way they respond to it is like a drug. So this, so this is a very dangerous kickback but 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 you recognize and i'm being responsible i mean i think that that fights back but most people aren't going to do it's and it's it's really hard man and i think you like you said recognizing it's the first step like okay like this is happening and then it's like okay how do we deal with this uh because you know there are good things with technology and you you said it yourself i mean they have it's advanced a lot of stuff it gives us opportunities to do stuff like this um, you know, there's a lot of good things to it. Uh, it was also designed to disconnect us like straight up. No, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've done plenty of studies on it. The dopamine hits, um, what went, like you mentioned earlier, when you, when your phone pings or even an email, um, you know, you get that quick excitement. Um, you know, 
I think you mentioned earlier too, you said, you said PSYOP and that's a, that's a word that that I, I hold, I hold dearly. And I've, I've, I've thought about that and read a lot about, um, you know, things that have been going on for, for decades. Um, we're in a war right now, uh, and it's a psych war. It's a psychological war on our minds and our culture period, like a hundred percent. And, and, and it's hard to recognize these things when you don't know, um, they're going on around you. And I think that there's a lot of people waking up to them. Um, and I think that's where, like for myself, I've tended to get in trouble in the past in getting too, um, too locked up in that stuff, you know, uh, and, and the current events, the culture, especially the politics. And when I finally realized, like, I love the George Carlin line, he said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And I said, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because left, right, conservative, liberal, whatever, yeah. it's all the same shit at the end of the day. And what yep. it does, it disconnects us. It divides us by race. It divides us by sex. It divides us. It divides us. It divides us. And that's it. And so that's why I was so, I got so like, um, uh, uh, thrilled, I guess is a good word. Like, man, I got a big smile when I kind of read these four points because they're simple, but I think they speak a lot to that of the disconnect between humanity. We're all human beings and there's a lot more of us than there are these assholes. And so as soon as all of us figure that out, man, we're going to start to, uh, to move in a much more positive direction instead of all being uh, divided by all these things that they, that they used to kind of play off. You know, you know, when, when you know black people were, were slaves in this country, one of the questions that, that inevitably comes up when you study this this period and you look at these things and it goes, you know, you got this one plantation full of these slaves, uh, but few slave masters. You know, what it's stopping a revolt, and and the the, the big part is like the league, like you got the, you, you it, it appears that there are more of them, but there's the law that like kind of backs ownership and you know okay yeah. you can yeah. send out the law but another thing that really helped um you know there were there were house n-words man like mm-hmm. there were there were ones that like they love the system and they are going to make sure that you don't mess up this good thing so that's they're going to snitch they're going to make sure if anything is going down mass is going to know and it's going to keep a divide so you're never going to be able to organize if you watch the Matrix, he he utters a similar line to this when when he's walking when Morpheus is walking Neo through the simulation for the first time, and he sees the woman in the red dress, and Morpheus goes, you know, uh, you got to remember that everyone here uh, is is part of the system. They're so hopelessly inert, uh, you know, and dependent on it that they'll fight to uh, defend it, even though it's not good for them and that when you when you break free and this is one of the cool things you know to to, to tie it you know to to the, the theme of your show one of the cool things about about being sober we'll take that you know breaking free of the system i did and tuck it onto the side for just a minute and i'll bring it together i swear yeah, yeah uh, one of the cool things about about getting sober removing something from your life that is so integral to society okay like like drinking right everyone you know everyone drinks right uh the old joke you know alcohol is the only drug where if you don't do what people think you have a problem right and and when you step away and you do that the more time you spend on you you observe other people you're like you you motherfuckers can't stop drinking (laughs) 
you are really and you, like like you, you might not be uh you may not have done it as intensely like in the same amount of time but you over your life are going to drink a lot more than me you you don't know how to function like what's the biggest the biggest fear of people who stop drinking the social they don't know how yeah. they're going to be social they're not going to know how they're going to interact with people yeah. how to have fun because they didn't conditioned us so much that we don't know how that most people don't know how to have fun without this thing, right? This external creation. Okay. So, so when we do that, our eyes become a little more keen to how this works in other areas. And then you can start seeing, wow, even though, you know, for example, like I could tell you all day that, the, the, my, my point about the current events and how you don't really use them to make decisions. You don't really use them to do anything. You just feel enraged and that outrage makes you feel like you did something. It's very like the, it's like the digital world. You level it up. You feel like you did something. All you did was press some buttons for a lot of time and yeah. you actually did nothing at all. <laughs> Word me. Yeah, and one could even argue you're a little unhealthy, a little less healthy, you did, but you did nothing at all. And it's like when you get outraged about these things you can't control, you did nothing at all, but it feels good. Yep. And you are so dependent on that feeling that you don't know how to have a conversation without bringing up these points. You ever talk to somebody like that? They don't know how to have a conversation without it going to politics somehow. Oh, yeah. And they, and they think they think they're somehow worldly or better, just like people who drink um, think there's something wrong with you for not drinking. Yeah. Right. And they don't know how to operate. So I really think it's up to it's up to the few. And and I would like to think that one day there'll be some mass awakening and we'll be able to spearhead that somehow. But the reality is the human is the human. And and the best we can do is protect ourselves from the negative uh, collateral damage and position ourselves to take advantage of kind of the positive externalities that occur and protect the people we care about. So, so how do we, so how do we then not, we don't want to bury our heads in the sand, right? Um, But we also don't want to be uh, completely engulfed in this, um, this false reality of uh, it's almost, uh, almost a a doomsday scenario to some, (laughs) this is bad. This is, I I haven't said that a long time. Like we we don't have a, uh, we don't have a, a a virus pandemic as much as we have a fear pandemic versus versus anything. Right. And so I I feel like it's kind of the same, the same concept. Like, and we talk about balance, like what is balance? I don't really know. I don't know if balance exists. We hear that a lot. Um, you know, I'd like to think that, yeah, I try to have some balance and things, um, but I don't know. I mean, what, what's your take on that? Like in not burying our head in the sand, but at the same time, um, you know, staying true to ourselves and, and being, um, you know, of service and, and doing things that actually matter. Purpose. You, you and purpose and skin in the game. Mm. Cause whenever I, whenever I bring this up, someone talks about how, if, if people don't care about these things, nothing will change. And I'm like, no, no, things yeah. will change because a few people who really care, who really make it about something, and it's not just uh, something they pay lip service to on the internet or, or a hashtag, whatever. The people who go out there and they make it their work to do the change. Uh, that's how those things occur. That's how the, the road, the needle always gets moved. The needle, the look, look, no one's, um, what would be the, the equivalent? Uh, no one marching peacefully. Uh, really change 
things. What changed things was when when it becomes obvious that there's some type of power and force and we can wield that. Now, whether we wield it to crush a place or have an economic blackout or make everyone's life like to just continue to shove it in their face, there's some physical action. But just, you know, talking about you want to change to occur and everyone, you know, uh, paying attention to things that happen in the news and not doing anything to do about it. That's the issue. Right. So I say, if you're not ready to take your emotional uh, involvement and, and translate it tomorrow, even look, and it ain't gotta be some crazy, even if it's just a donating to a cause or putting your time out there, like really being about it. And getting people, you know, and getting involved, not just talking about it, but physically involved, investing time, resources, energy. Uh, then what you do, you you're you're acting purposefully now. It is no longer just consumption, and it, 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 you you are really doing something. That's how you do it. If if people did that, then then that would, I mean. That that would take all that that go. Well, I call it ghost energy, really, man, because yeah. it, it seems real and it can <laughs> fool you into thinking something's happening, but but it can't do anything. It can't move. It can't touch anything. It yeah. can't affect physical reality. Yeah. And when you do that, you stop paying attention to the other things that don't matter because your attention is focused. Uh, when you do pay the things you do pay attention to, now you're a real force. You can push some things around. You can actually make a change. You you by by taking your energy off of the current method of we'll put engagement in quotes because once again, it's ghost energy. Nothing's really happening and putting it into real engagement, real movement, real activism. You, you know, one of the, the cool things I, I, I learned about Europe uh, when, when they're unhappy about something, they protest like, like, <laughs> like stuff gets like burned down. Oh, you know, well not burned down all the time, but like, you know, Cities go on real strike. Workers don't show yeah. like like they do a thing to show disservice. It doesn't always work, but but it, it it's not just talking about what's wrong. It's, it's doing something about it. However you feel about the George Floyd situation, right? Oh, uh, one thing is painfully clear: people that you know. I, I said to somebody, I said, "Look, I'm not saying people should or shouldn't ride. I'm just saying at some point you got to expect a reaction, right? Now, whether whether you agree with that reaction or not, it, it is certainly not by surprise. Like yeah. it, it, and in doing so, you know, things happened. Yep. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, if you take that note that that idea, you know, that, that things happen and people get get um." get angry enough they get motivated enough but you shouldn't even have to be angry you should just here's the thing i'm gonna do something about it otherwise i'm gonna focus on what i'm about and that's what people i think people get my message confused uh, you know i'm focused on what is important to me um does that kind of tie in though with with number three on here too like you know that beyond physical law nothing is correct or incorrect only collectively agreed upon i mean right. it, it sounds like there's that kind of ties into even that example somewhat yeah yeah you you and then look man um yes th there are things that are good because there's always somebody that points this stuff out and and I, and I know they think they're being um clever yeah but but they they, they missed the point right like someone will point out you know what about uh you know, you, you saying that like pedophilia is right in some cases. I'm like, no, because we have collectively decided that is very, very wrong. Yeah. And that imprint is like super 
there, right? Well, you know, what that said, I always point out, you know, there was a point in time in ancient Greece where that shit was like, you know, uh, uh, because that's what they thought was cool. But now where we are now, that is, you know, what we're saying it is. But but when they bring that up, it's it's distraction because the point I'm focusing on, the point I want people to focus on when they read that is to go that most of the things that we argue about, like like no one is having massive arguments on social media uh about about whether it's good to have a relationship with a kid like no one's having that debate okay we are having a debate about about politics we are having a debate about you know whether someone should should be forced to use their pronouns or not we are having those debates right so those you know when you look at those debates correctly and you go okay look this is your you know your choice do whatever you're going to do you know try not don't force me to do it uh and and treat people with respect always make sure I put treat people with respect because I think if you, if you master that, if you get that taken care of, then a lot of these things tends to take care of themselves, at least in terms of how we relate and interact with people. But when we look at things where there is an opinion, where there's not a direct way, like the, where it's not a fact on how to do it, yeah. you have to remember that you, all you're doing is arguing for your perspective and someone else's perspective honestly is just as valid now and i mean and when i say valid i mean uh if facts line up equal you know like i'm not gonna tell you you know you should give every you should take everyone's money and and redistribute it and and keep everyone capped at a certain income we kind of know what happens when you do that we we've got tons of examples in history and so we we tend to avoid that but then it comes down to you know uh, should you tax the rich more or should it be a moving tax or should it be a flat one? Right. They're, they're, they're arguments. They're, that's all they are. And, and maybe they're never you know, ending too. And yeah. never ending. Right. And have you, have you, uh, are you familiar with the Hegelian dialectic? Yes. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I just, just learned about this. Yeah. I, I it's, it's super interesting. Um, and it's, it's funny that it's kind of coming up because I think it's relevant to exactly what we're talking about right now. Um, and it's, it's this never ending cycle, um, of a, uh, let's see, a predetermined agenda basically, um, with, uh, a, a solution to direct the masses there. And it's a, it's a, it's a lose, lose for the people. And all they're doing is constantly fighting over which side is which, and it doesn't matter in the end because that predetermined agenda will be met regardless. So, oh man, <laughs> one of the things I love talking about it, you know, when, you know, there, whenever I, I hone in on a, on a stance and I, and I take that stance, it's rarely, it's usually because I've I've really looked at uh, all sides. I've I've heard because of the internet and my following, I got a chance to to hear different refutations to it, and it either uh, strengthens or weakens. There are a few things that I that have gotten stronger over time, and one of them is that I always tell people that that most of what you see uh, in terms of, we'll just use the police as an example, police brutality, Mm -hmm. that it's not a matter of race. It's a matter of very poor police training Mm -hmm. and, and small budgets. You know, it's only 16 weeks to become a police officer in the Academy. And and I know this from helping people uh, get into the Academy that most people who decide to become police officers, this was not their first choice, you know, from, yeah. from 
it was like, okay, can't do this, can't do that. I mean, it's like like the military, you know. We we have a cold cadence in the army, you know. Like part of the line is go to war, go to jail. Like you know, make a choice. Uh, <laughs> so so when you, when you realize that, right? But but no one wants to talk about that because that's not sexy. No one wants to talk about yeah. Um, that and and this is just an objective fact. I'm I don't say it to excuse the killing of anyone, but no one wants to talk about the fact that the cops killed just as many white guys, right? But that's but they they want us to focus on the race part because the minute we start focusing on the fact that the police just aren't getting the training to to do their yeah. job well, well well now now what we're doing a few things we're focusing on something that can be fixed, right? Mm-hmm. So now all that ghost energy arguing about about you know race and everything to where like netflix decides they're gonna have a have a, a, a black movie section and yeah that's a big victory that changes things someone pointed out that uh making june 10th a federal holiday just happened what what type of victory is that really what does that actually change no but yeah. but, but it you know it's symbolic you feel good nothing actually changes right and doesn't it just doesn't it just further divide us is it yep. doesn't it just oh, further divide us by race by doing all of the uh you know and and i think what you were getting at i'm sorry i interrupted you but no 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 problem there there was a solution like there's a solution there that there, could actually, there's a real solution but that solution doesn't would, would, would disrupt the yeah. power it would it would call it would require work it, it would also require people to recognize that they're not uh being specially targeted and that's a totally that's a that's another challenge entirely so we will we'll argue and we'll debate over over the the treatment based on race and we will never focus on the real problem because that is a sexier more fun more distracting less and get well a problem that takes less effort to argue about and and you know all they got to do is kick us a symbolic victory here or there yeah and that's it and and we won't pay attention to any that that's the agreement you give us a few symbolic victories and we'll stop chasing the real ones and you guys can get on to you know manufacturing whatever the next big crisis is uh so there's that and and it, it's not just there you know i see that we we are I, I argue all the time that the really like you were saying there really is no difference uh, past a certain point between a conservative and a liberal policy. But if you focus on that, you, you don't really focus on the fact that uh, you, if you follow the donations of, <laughs> of, of uh, companies based on, on politics, you, you see it, it doesn't really matter who's in office. Uh, it really matter uh, because the corporations go, you know what? Well, now we know how to spend the money. We know where it goes. We know who uh, we ignore the fact that lobbying is effectively legalized robbery, right? We don't, we don't talk about these things because, because that would require fundamental real change. So instead we like to argue, you know, instead we get Fox news versus CNN. That's what we get. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think though that like, it's like, I I know, I know you love to read, you play chess. You, you probably kick my ass at chess. I like to play chess. I'm not, I'm not great at it, but it, I enjoy it because it's a thinking game and you're thinking, you know, seven steps ahead. All if you're, if you're decent, um, have people lost the ability to critically think? Because I think if we step back and we actually start using the brains that God gave us, as it says in one of my favorite big books, um, we can actually have some common sense and start to 
have these types of discussions and start to think about these things and, and actually find solutions rather than be divided. But I see, so, and I'm not trying to judge right now, but it's, it's so frustrating. I see so many people just walking around blindly strolling through life, yep. not using their craniums, not using that. And, <laughs> and a lot of them are probably super smart people and they got a lot to offer, mm. but they're just going through the motions on autopilot. And part of that is probably back to what we were talking about earlier, that disconnect with technology and being so locked in and so laser focused on um, on, on just being, uh, in this, in this false sense of reality digitally, um, how do we break? Oh, I mean, I don't know that there's an answer to it or anything. Well, I don't, I don't think we ever in mass critically thought, I think a few, there were a few bright people who pushed the masses ahead. If you look at any technological or medical, it's not like the society as a whole is being, you know, kicking, kicking life's ass and then coming up with scientific <laughs> and medical discoveries. It's always been, yeah. It's a, small a handful of yeah. small individuals and or, or a small handful of individuals who push big change and big progress and the rest of society can you know kind of benefits. The difference now between the number four is uh, you didn't have uh, these people didn't have a voice. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's true. They never platform. They, they really just kind of existed. They thought how they thought, moved how they moved, and it didn't matter. It's, social media came along, and and now, really, if, if you're you, you can create a decent following, yeah, just just making people angry, <laughs> making people divided. That's so true, and. Yeah. And you know, even before social media, well, no, I mean, because even 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 with like mainstream media, there were a few people who had a line shared attention, and and I don't think that is necessarily the I don't think that's the best solution, but but if we want to talk about what makes it easier for people to unite, uh, or rather, what is easier for people to ignore and focus on, uh. Yeah, it, having 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 knowing where you got to go to get the juice, rather than the juice being constantly offered to you all day, every day, and it being an integral strategy to keep you on a social media platform, and then people recognizing that okay, if I can get them engaged and outraged, they'll follow me, and then I can sell and do whatever. Uh, yeah, so now now a lot there's you can just see more people who have stupid opinions and you get and then and then that creates smaller we'll call them like uh divisive opinion officers right <laughs> you got a lieutenant who might have 50,000 you got a you got a colonel who might have like 150 200,000 followers or audience and you know all the way up to you know one star two star generals who are the mainstream media you know like your carlsons for example right everything just flows up and before it was just all you could do was interact with the generals they had the tv that was it um or or they were actually you know lieutenants and the real power was somewhere heading off but now anyone can can with enough outrage and a, and a right political cycle anyone can grow i i would like to think my presence online for example is is fairly constructive and useful um occasionally i'll you know put out a thought process about something that, that might seem politically charged, but it really is just an observation. But for the most part, I don't rely on these tactics. And this is a really important, right? And I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I've got a pretty 
decent size following and it continues to grow. So people yeah. resonate with and pick up what I'm putting down. But there will be people every four years, man. Someone comes along and they go from nobody to somebody like overnight because they just feed that fire. Yeah. And people eat that up and it's taking advantage of a, of a, of a, a tendency of our brains, which is to pay more attention to the negative than the positive. And this was a good thing when we were living in, you know, a technologyless world, for example, you know, uh, missing or, or rather eating a poisonous berry caused you a lot more damage than finding an extra water source, right? Like, you'd be fine, like, that, that, that positive, here's something to get you forward, kind of the extra water versus, yo, don't eat that, that might kill you. So you, you, you pay attention to negative stuff. We're just wired to this. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. If you ever see Anchorman 2, that is a wonderful, it's a hilarious movie, but that's a wonderful commentary on, on a, how the news evolve. Yeah. To what it is now, which is you know, if if you can hit them with that negative stuff and keep them in a, a, a state of terror and suspense, they will follow, and that's just that's just yeah. taking advantage of of what makes a human human. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But social media takes it to the next level, and people people get it, and and so to answer your question, to bring it all together, I don't think there was ever a period where we all used critical thinking. <laughs> I just think now there's a now we have a a period where where everyone can communicate and since most people aren't using critical thinking guess what they do they follow that yeah. that means there's just more people who don't aren't using it who are leading people it's, it's the blind leading the blind and whoever can shout the loudest and be the most negative and the least critical very often attracts a lot of attention it's kind of funny i guess, i i never never thought of it like that i don't think or or kind of looked back if you look back to let's say uh the 80s even into the 90s um you know and of course prior to that 70s 60s you only had a couple of news sources you only had a couple of channels that was it you know or a couple of newspapers and so that was the mainstream uh kind yep. of narrative and that's all that's all you had and now you you fast forward into you know the the late nineties two thousands and where we're at today. Now you have, and this is what you're pointing out. I think is there's so many different platforms. There's so many. Everybody has something to say. Everyone has something to. Anybody can create a following, and it's created like these micro, um, these little micro uh, groups and uh, and, <laughs> yep. and all these things. And it's just it's like total fucking chaos, man. It's insane. Yeah, total chaos. And yeah. if you don't, and if you don't get a hold of your mind yeah it will take over and then and then what you got to do you got to leave if, if you want to right yeah. i i don't think most people i think cal newport has a new book about this i think he calls it digital minimalism mm. is is doing a whole 30 day step away from it all and and learn to think again or, or think better not be so reactive not or, or just straight up realize you know most of the stuff where do we get where do you get your news from i know i i don't sit and watch the nightly news it's yeah. stuff that comes through my feed on trending that's how i see it right yep. and and what tends to trend or what other people think is important <laughs> you know so it's true yeah 
So it's not even what is the best news or the best spin. It's what's most important or what's most useful or in some more insidious cases with, with a few people at the top of the food chain of the distribution of this media, of yeah. what they decide should be seen and, or heard. And I, I guess, too, one thing one thing I forget too often, I think, is that each click is money. And yep. Everything comes back to money. And so when you got headlines and fear and you know, go down the list of all the things to keep us occupied, um, man, at the end of the day, it's constantly that cycle filtering of, of uh, money at, at the same time. It's know? a man. Why, if you're following the money, you ever, you ever, there's, there's a great quote in the wire um, where he's like, if, you're, if you follow the drugs, you get drug dealers. <laughs> If you're following the money, you don't know where the fuck you're going to end up. <laughs> and it is it is so true when you and this is you know at the end of the day, right? One of the things that that I have become I have slightly shifted my stance on this, but but overall I still think I don't think there's a grand conspiracy. I don't even really think there's a grand psyop per se, right? That's probably one of the areas where I've shifted a little more. I'm like, oh, there might be somebody, you know, doing something. Ultimately, what I think it comes down to is how do we make the most money and what money being a proxy for power? So money, power, uh, but ultimately control to to direct the flow of capital and and defeat rivals, whatever, right? But it all comes back to money. And if you look at it that way, you start to see, okay, if I can keep them on my platform, the longer I can keep them on Twitter, for example, the more likely it is they're going to click on an ad or buy something and we take a cut, right? Same with Facebook. The longer we can keep them on Facebook, the more likely it is he'll he'll uh, click. It's like the casino, man. Yep. The casinos love, they don't, you know, they, they hate the guy that comes through, wins and leaves, right? And and while they like the guy who loses and leaves uh, more than the guy who wins and leaves, they don't like him the best either. What they really like is the guy who just comes and stays for hours because Tom is on the side of the house. Yep. The, 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 so they will give you these comps. So you stay, you keep coming back and it ain't, and, and, and it's, it's so you keep coming. That's the same thing with social media. They, they don't want the person who only shows up sporadically. That's why every single platform in their algorithm rewards engagement. If it, Instagram flat out tells you it, the more you use our features, the better it is for your page. And since you, you chase the mighty like, right, for the attention they've hijacked you, you're going to keep using those features. And the longer you're there, the more likely it is you're going to buy something from the ads or, or spend some money directly with Instagram. It's, it's good for them. And when you look at it all from that aspect, a lot of things make sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, it seemingly apparent contradictions disappear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> for example, why would they want to censor stuff when... Because because if, if I tell you it's all about money, then someone goes, well, why would they want to censor my my statement that generates confusion and generates uh, a, a a and it, the the stance is, is antithesis to the narr- narrative, right? Right? Like for example, if someone posts something you know, against COVID, right, and they go, okay, fact check, get out of here, right? Or or even you know, post some porn. Well, 
Well, while that might make a little bit of money in the short term in the argument, the long term is keeping the users happy and getting, you know, giving them what they what they want to be fed so they stay. Yep. Right. It, it, and when you look at the money, okay, all they've done is they've created the biggest casino in the world, and from that aspect, right, not so much gambling, but we just got to keep you here. We keep you here. Eventually, you'll spend some money. That's a great and, analogy too, the casino, <laughs> the casino analogy. I mean, that hits, not, dude, here's the best part. Not only will you spend some money, we're gonna keep learning what you like to spend money on, so we can show you more of it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna Char- data mine all of that info on you, and uh, yeah, we'll use. And we it just keep advantage. look. They're, they're not interested in spying on you for the sake of spying on you. They're, and I say that really look. I I'm convinced that ninety nine point like nine 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 percent of us, man, we're so boring and regular. They don't give a shit, right? And 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 and, and the, that that small percentage, they already got. They know, right? They they they, they know. You know how often do does the FBI come out and go? Or, or does a report come out after somebody shoots up a school or something? And I'm like, well, we had them on the watch list, and you're sitting there going, huh? So you knew about this motherfucker, right? Yeah. They, they know what where the problems well, are. They're, they're usually an informant. They're usually an informant, those guys. <laughs> prior, <laughs> like, right. prior, you know what I mean? Like they were already, yeah, there's some weird shit going on. They, they know. So, uh, well, what the real thing is, what they really want to know is how to, you know, make that money. Alexa's not giving money to the government. What they're doing is if, if they're listening, they're going, okay, this guy bought an Alexa. We got that link. So every time he shows up, uh, I heard him talk. I heard him coughing. Let's send them some cough syrup ads. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. That kind of thing is going on. I really think, you know, oh, yeah. and, and that's just as, you know, I don't want to say, yeah, that's just as bad because the outcome is kind of the same. But at least now, yeah. uh, but but at least before when we thought it was about somebody's attempt to control our, our influence, then we could direct our efforts to to kind of an, an opponent. We could give it a face. Yeah. When we go, it's just greed. No, now, now we're back to human nature. Can't really do anything <laughs> about that. So, so kind of what you're saying is we're reframing this up right now in, um. The mindset of like you know the surveillance stuff and and uh, and and you said it's it happens it's a small you know it's a small part of it but like you said follow the money when it comes back to the money at the end of the day that's really um, I think the grander scheme of things Mm -hmm. at the at the end of the day Um, I want to I want to ask you one one thing so I don't forget to it's actually a question that we got from our locals group Uh, and and guys listen if you're not in the locals group yet we have a good sober community Um, we we just launched it a couple months back got a couple hundred people in there just staying accountable having some fun and posting some good stuff so uh, you can check it out all the links are in the show notes but uh, this this is uh, pertains to number two, Ed, uh, and and just on uh, this is we're talking about peace of mind one hundred and one, um, uh, and and Ed Lattimore, a couple of these tips that he's given that we picked up on on uh, on uh, social media, um, work purposely. This is number two, work purposefully, meaning uh, that except for your relaxation time, everything you consume is to aid uh, production. And uh, Alex in our locals group had a question for you, Ed. Uh, he said, what would be some tips for working purposely and being more productive in recovery? And then do you find different times of year are present uh, or present more triggers for you than others? Uh, like, like for example, Alex says, like the summertime is, uh, is definitely more time that uh, is kind of harder to get through uh, in staying sober just because of the people outside. You know, you're, you're kind of you're barbecuing, you're doing all the fun stuff. Yeah, well, well, for me, um, 
if there's ever a period that I'm like, oh man, it'd be nice to dream. Uh, it is definitely holidays. Um, to it used to be travel, but but you know what, man, I I just I just, I just enjoy so much walking around. I'm, I'm really really happy that I have a have a part person in my life to where like it it's about the experience and doing and seeing stuff from museums and all that kind of deal. We were just talking about when we went to Paris four years ago, five at this point. Uh, we got a uh, we got as a gift a museum pass to go to all the museums in Paris, and that was like a fun thing. Like so, so you know, there's that. But 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 I, I bring that up to say that that my big thing where I ever think about drinking again is always during the holidays because for me it just links in with all the consumption. Okay, so one of the uh, the big things about working, pro- you know, productively or purposefully, we'll say I think purposefully is a, is a much better word than productively. Uh, I, I hope I use purposefully in there and not productively. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, but, uh, purposefully, yeah. Okay, great. Because when you work purposefully, that means everything you do is is done with a purpose. And implied in that is that that purpose is to make your life better. All right. So you already know that, that uh, certain things don't make good, for example, using or drinking. So what is the counter to that? Well, uh, like we were, we were talking about earlier, the, the conscious spending of time, right? Yeah. All right, that that helps, and then you know setting goals for improving, and and I think the other the three big pillars of, of a person, their physical uh, space, their mental space, and their or rather not physical mental that's that's another thing, uh, their their health, their wealth, and their relationships, right? So are are you are you um, doing something to make yourself physically healthier or mentally healthier, and and in that mental health area, I put intelligence learning. Uh, I put the physical workout stuff, training, right? Those are the two big things. I mean, we got the, we basically have the library of Alexandria on steroids and pocket handheld form in our hand. You yeah. can learn whatever you want. What are you learning to chill on? And, and you can always tell if a person is not using this technology purposefully because they, they haven't learned a thing. I, I can learn anything, like, like anything. I did a two month intensive course during um the pandemic. Uh, in Spanish, it's a two month of Spanish conversation course where I'm, I'm talking every day with somebody from Colombia in Spanish for two hours a day, right? That's okay. So, so now my brain like can think in Spanish, and that's kind of cool. Like I never thought that would yeah. happen, but here we are, all right? But that's just an example of, of what to do and how to how to how to work. And now I'm working on improving my chess even more because I, my my teacher is in Hungary. Oh wow! Right? No so so we get on Zoom calls and we do that, right? So that's purposefully, right? That that's me purposefully using the internet. When I listen to videos right now, I'm listening. Uh, a lot of the videos I'm listening to now are on fat loss, and I'm just understanding how fat loss works at the at, at all levels, so I can can stay in shape as I get older, right? That's purposefully that contributes to my health, my my money. Am I working on my business? Am I writing? Am I uh, forming connections, right? Which ties into the relationship aspect. Uh, I, I very rarely, you know, am I just idly on on social media, just just shooting the shit. Like I'm, I'm usually talking, putting out good content, putting out value, and and trying to connect and build up relationships that ultimately are going to help me make more money. And that's just one aspect of relationships. We're not talking about uh, the people in your life, whether it be your your significant other, your children, your good friends. So. 
what I'm doing is I'm as I'm focusing, like like we know what matters, right? We we already know that. We know we gotta be healthy, we know we need good relationships, and we should at least have enough money to not, you know, be stressed paying our bills. Are you working to improve every time in that area? If you do that, I, I, I man, one of the best I, I tell people all the time that the single best thing I've done for myself so far in 36 years, the single best thing, it used to be like walking into the boxing gym. That's a really close second still because of everything that it set up for me. But number one was getting sober because it, it allowed me to to just focus on those areas ruthlessly. Yeah. And and there is very few there, there's very little wasted time in my life because because if it, if it's helping me improve in one way or the other, it's great. You know what my wasted time is? I love watching movies. Like that's my thing, man. I, I like like <laughs> she makes fun of me because I love SVU, man. Uh I love it. I love it. I love it. But I only watch that when I'm on planes now, man. Because if, yeah. I, if I had that, if, if it was always running, it's like freaking 20. I was on my mom's yesterday and she was watching it. It was season 22, episode 16. And I'm like, what the? And these are, <laughs> it's, in a, it's a 40 minute show. What's like, not SVU? Yeah, a Law and Order SVU. Special oh, Victims Law and Order. Okay, got you. Got oh, yeah. You. yeah, yeah, yeah special you know, yeah, special right. Victims Unit. Okay, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. I hope that answers the question, man. You just got to always be, yeah. you got to choose activities that are, that, that yeah. make you improve. Well, I, I, well, I just, I, I want to piggyback a little bit on, on what you said and point out something and, and, and because you said a lot of good stuff, but what you really were, were hitting on was that you're getting reps day in and day out in all aspects of everything, physically, mentally, spiritually, you're doing reps, rep, rep. And, and, and we've talked about this a little bit in this conversation about that immediate gratification problem that a lot of us uh, have. And, uh, and it is very uh, relevant in the culture too, where we see somebody who has success. We see somebody who's doing good. And then all of a sudden we're like, man, how, how the hell did they get? Well, <laughs> they got there by putting the reps in day after day, day after day, after and, day. And, and, and celebrating those little wins, man, celebrating those little tiny wins each day. And that helps to build and build and build. And, and I love that, um, you know, you're, you, you do work in relaxation time. It's very important. Yeah. We got to rest. But like you said, everything you consume is to aid aid production and get better and get better. And then I got one quick question for you. Do you watch the Queen's Gambit? Have you seen that? Oh, I watched it. I love it. That I, shit I was thought, so good. I do. You know what? Aside from like the chess, which is, you know, why I love yeah. it. I thought it was one of the best looking movies or, or, or pieces yeah. of film I'd seen in a long time. They really did a did an incredible job but with the with that time period and getting those costumes and everything right and kind of the feel of everything, uh, the the soundtrack. I, I still listen to the soundtrack by itself. It, it was just a really yeah. incredible piece of production. I'll have to check out the soundtrack. I don't think I've I've checked it out. Oh, go right on YouTube. Oh, another yeah. way to you, man. YouTube is we we have. Oh my goodness, I I just love being alive right now. Like <laughs> me if, too, if, man. If you don't love being alive right now, you're doing something terribly wrong because you can go. <laughs> you have access to everything you just got to decide what you want to do yeah and you can go do it there is no stopping yeah. you and and as the world continues to move towards decentralization which is what the internet really is offered and and i and i like to define this because i had to have it like defined for me and, I'm, and i think i'm a smart guy so i'm just saying decentralization there are no gatekeepers there's no people that say you got to have this or have that you either have the skill and the ability or the resources or you don't 
what this world has done with the internet and it allows you to do that. Uh, for example, my, my next book, I continue to go back and forth. I don't know if I need a, a book to publish or not because I've done the work and I've it's it's decentralized. I can go put it together, get it out there, make profit, and they get none of it, and it all comes to yeah. me, right? That's like the whole idea behind crypto, right? When it, yeah. anyhow, uh, I I just I I loved it, is, man. Is that uh? So did you you want to talk about dope money hustlers real quick, or can I ask you? <laughs> I, I thought that was cool, man. You made the post, and I looked at it a little bit. It looked oh cool. yeah, yeah. You know, so so one one of the things. So, so first, man, I've been I've been doing the uh the internet thing. We'll, we'll say the internet thing. Yeah. Uh, in all aspects, growing, monetizing, and not just monetizing, not just growing for about four years now. And I and I've seen a lot of stuff, and and some stuff uh, I did not like, and and other things I thought these were great. And ultimately, I realized one of the reasons uh, my life is, is set up the way it is is because I I learned some some real basic principles, and I put them into play. And they can work for anybody. So I wanted to create a course that allows people to do this and do it on the cheap. Like I don't, I don't want, I, I don't want a course that teaches people. The, the last thing I want, and, you know, obviously I want to get paid for everything I do. But the last thing I want is somebody to be like, "You made all your money teaching people how to make money. You don't know anything about it," which is what <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah. Like I stress in my copy. No, I've I've done this for my for my course about you know getting over bad habits which i got a great review yesterday that, that just made my day i've um, nice. done this for my course about about writing done this for my course about dealing with pornography like like uh, everywhere else right but and now i'm like okay if you, you want to learn how to do this uh here we go so i put this together so people could learn uh how to just take your idea get it out there real quick uh make sales even if you don't have a following have how to form those connections and, and just some basics of copywriting because your words have to do the selling a lot of times yeah. for you made it only 50 bucks you know which is like you know i i, I study everybody right and as you show you should study what works and what doesn't and I'm, I'm a master of getting my ego out the way and and one of my i at this point i call him my advisor but I, you know i used to help him grow his twitter account he surpassed me and that is not easy to do uh <laughs> Asked me, yeah. and and so I, you know, he he was generous enough to give me some time, and he, you know, I talked to him about his pricing strategy, and he's like, with with, with your volume, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing a hundred thousand dollar months with yeah. uh, selling fifty dollar products. Oh. Right? Everybody wants to, you know, charge you know three four ninety nine, and I'm like, well, but I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, yeah. because 150,000 people follow me collectively. So if yeah. if I get 1% of that, uh which is 1500, if I get if I get 1% of that to spend, you know, 50 bucks, I'm not I'm not out 100,000 quite yet, but that's that's I think yeah, that's like an 80,000 dollar month. Yeah. So so yeah, it's um so you're keeping affordable for you, but you're keeping affordable for the consumer. You're, you're, you're trying right. to help it, people, obviously, and at the it, same time, it really like, just depends on what I'm trying to accomplish, yeah. and with that that dictates my pricing strategy. Like I have something I'm working on now, that's going to be expensive because yeah. that's not for everybody. That's for if you want to achieve this kind of specific result that I can help you get to, and it's got nothing to do with like 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 my stuff about addiction and sobriety and all that. Okay, I, I try to keep that affordable. Yeah. Because I recognize the, the the impact and benefit that that getting that part of your life under control can have. Yeah. So I keep it I keep it affordable um, and reasonable. I have a, I have a partner. So when you have a partner, you kind of have to make it cost a certain amount. Otherwise, yeah. 
Trying to do this right thing, but like other other than that, I mean, no, nah, that that's a uh, my my whole strategy, man, and it's really paid off. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Good stuff, dude. Yeah, I I I uh, I liked it. I just wanted to ask about it. So good yeah, thank, yeah, I always try and come up, you know, with the covers, man. I like having I have a lot oh, of fun cool. with the covers, man. I have a lot of fun with the covers, and I really figured out um, branding in this regard. I know this isn't like a. Um, uh, a podcast about, about you know making awesome, money right? like that. Well, I, well, I, I but I but I love it because I always feel like, um, and that's one of the things I like about this platform is I think there's a lot. I mean, obviously the the main focus is trying to help people stay sober and really inspire people to stay sober too. But man, there's so many different kind of spokes on that wheel. Like there's so many of us who have gotten sober that have that entrepreneurial spirit that have that creative, like artist inside of us that want to create stuff and help people. And so I, I, I love talking about that kind of stuff and being able. Oh, it's to great, man. Because once you, once you get together, whatever, somebody said this to me and I just been using it. It was like, once you figure out that thing that made you, made you drink to excess or use to excess, once you, once you translate that into something constructive the world is yeah. is your is yours and it really is like that like i like i love this <laughs> so like I'm, I'm i'm really in love with with the world i've created and and i know that's because i stopped using that energy destructively and i started putting it towards towards a constructive yeah, that's, good, that's good man well dude this has been a great chat i really appreciate you taking uh time today to uh to come on and hang out a little bit um, where can folks uh, reach out to you or find you at uh, if they want to connect more, Ed? I'm Ed Lattimore everywhere. Uh, Ed Lattimore on Twitter, Ed Lattimore on Instagram. My website is edlattimore.com. My Facebook is Ed Lattimore. You know, so just just type it in and you'll be able to find me find me uh, wherever. Yeah, right on, Ed. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. I hope something spoke to you today. Uh, share the podcast with a friend. Uh, you can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. If you're struggling out there, reach out. Call somebody. Talk to somebody. There's always hope. We only lose when we quit. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace, love, and respect, and keep your blood clean.